What's going on, everybody, and welcome back into the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Tom, it's a Wednesday, which means it's an NFL Wednesday. We got Will Smith joining us soon, but Wade Bomb comes up today as, this, as September ends, and uh, Dame Lillard finally got traded, and it's not to Miami. I hope he's bringing his winter coat because he's heading to Milwaukee. Not to Miami, not to Toronto. Uh, a dark horse arose, which tends to happen. Um, yeah, you got to be my woes today because I was driving and I saw a text from you and I was like, what does he want? And then... Of course, that's the standard reaction <laughs> when I text you. And of course, uh, you texted me some stupid Yankee shit earlier and I was like, I'll wait till... That was till- actually an interesting read by Bob Clappish. It was. I but. did actually read it. I just didn't. And then I forgot to reply to it. Um, I'm but, well aware. Yeah, but I had to reply to the Dame thing, of course. This is huge news. So Damian Lillard goes to the Bucks. The Blazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, some guy named, what is that, Alvin Kamara. Um, a 2029 <laughs> first-round pick, two swaps, which sick. And then the Suns get in on the action, and they got Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. I fucking love this move across the board, really. I Listen. I, I guess the Trailblazers couldn't get the 30 first-round picks that they were asking for, and they finally succumbed to it. I think that the the first legitimate deal that their GM liked that wasn't from Miami, he was going to take, and this is what it was. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, it's been so obvious that the Heat were not going to go more than what they offered because they didn't think they were really betting against anybody else. Wow. bidding against anybody else, I should say. Au and also, Right, and and that's kind of what happens in this circumstance, right? Like, all the tea leaves pointed to Donovan Mitchell last year going to your Knicks, and then out of nowhere, Cleveland comes up, and the reason the Knicks didn't offer more, which turns out to be the smarter move, by the way, as we've discussed at nauseum. It was more, I would say because, it's luck, just knowing the Knicks, but it worked out either way. Sure, but like also, it was like they believe that their offer – was the best that Utah was ever going to get. And Cleveland comes out and delivers the five first. So it's these things happen, uh, especially when a team can get a little desperate. And I think the desperation that Milwaukee is starting to feel after all of these very public Giannis comments about not necessarily wanting to resign and I'm going to wait. And if my team isn't committed to winning, which you and I have talked about felt very strange because they did bring back Brooke Lopez on a massive two year deal and they did resign Chris Middleton. But now you can't say shit that you just yeah. went out and got Damian Willard. And I know you lose Drew Holiday, who's an excellent player and a big part of what they were, but you go get Damian Willard at this point. I'm not even going to worry about what this could look like three, four years down the road, dude, when Dame's contract's hitting the $60 million a year mark. And, at you know, 37. At 37 years old, and it's around the same timeline as when Giannis would probably be looking to leave. But at least for the next few years, I mean, I, I can spoil it right now. I have Milwaukee winning the East. I do, too. Um, Drew Holiday is a really tough loss if you don't remember obviously when he won the no, title no I do that's what I said like it's a tough loss yeah. you're getting Dave Lillard here yeah that's a trade you have to make 10 out of 10 times same thing as the Kevin Durant trade same thing as the Harden trade for even the Nets you have to make that trade you'll make that deal a million times out of a million I will say the Bucks need to get better perimeter on their perimeter defensively now but you can fill that in I mean Jalen Carter Guys like that that are I wouldn't even call them three Javon and B. Carter. Whatever. 
Whatever, Sean. Sorry. You're in football mode right now. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right, I am. Um, and get a couple of defensive guards, pay them nothing, and, and fill in your team. But you got fucking Dame Lillard, who just came off the best statistical year of his career. He's going to open so many things up for Giannis going to the basket. He's going to find him in the spots he likes. Middleton is going to be fine. I, I really like this this move for the Bucks. Again, I, I also like it for the Blazers as well as the Suns. I mean, Aiton, I think he's a better player than Nurkic, and I would t- I think you would tend to agree with me, but that situation was more than sour there. I think it had run its course. He was terrible last season, especially in the playoffs, and I think if Nurkic comes in with a better attitude, he'll definitely be better in that situation. I also like the Keon Johnson move for the Suns. I just like how they got deeper. And then the Blazers... They get to do whatever you want to call this rebuild where you have now. I mean, if Aiton is in better spirits and plays like he did when they went to the finals, that pick and roll with Scoot is going to be incredible. No, he fits that team really well, especially with Anthony Simons. And you see DeAndre Aiton. We've been talking about it since their exit to Dallas in the second round in 2022. It was just time for a change. Uh, yep. Even, it's just it was untenable at this point, and now with the expectations with KD in there, you you and Booker or Booker and Bradley Beal too. Obviously, Booker's been there, so it's it was a good situation for Phoenix to kind of loop themselves into. You do get a legitimate role player in Grayson Allen. Nurkic is more of that traditional rim protector, but his defense has really fallen off. Um, and Nasir Little has shown glimpses in his in his career. Um, and as for the Blazers, they're going to turn around and trade Drew Holiday. You're already hearing that Miami's interested, that yep. Boston's interested, and that Philly's interested. I have to say, if they don't get the deal that they want, which I do think they will, Drew Holiday might be the best all-star player to play with a guy like Scoot. I think it's a perfect backcourt to, to restart, but he doesn't fit their timeline, and that's why I think they're going to trade him. There's No, no, no doubt. No doubt about it they're going to trade him. I'm just saying if they didn't, I, I don't think he would be a terrible fit. I don't either. Um, I, it, again, basketball-wise, it makes sense, but timeline-wise, it doesn't, and, and they're going to ship him out. And shit, maybe by the time we get off this podcast, he's already somewhere else. But yep. uh, it is a great trade across the board. The Blazers got their first-round pick that they wanted. The 2029 first is a valuable pick that Milwaukee had because you never know in these small-market teams uh, and cities when things start to go and they lose their best players, they can they can be bad, and, and they're kind of hoping with that. That's actually like a really good one because Dame's only got a four-year deal. I'm going to confidently say they're not going to re-up him for a big long ter- long term max and then if he's gone maybe Giannis is on the Knicks by then <coughs> so that first round pick that that pick might be a number one overall for all we yeah, know even, and, and even in 2029 which is you know that's six years from now when it, wh- how good is Giannis and where even is he in his career because he was a rookie in 2013 so I know it's it, crazy. It, it's it, it's it's a lot to consider, but the, we saw with the Bradley Beal trade in Phoenix, they're not worrying about all those picks that they owe the Nets. Um, we saw when the Nets made the deal with Houston, they were not worried about all those future picks, and and clearly now Milwaukee is not worried about any of their picks. It also behooves them to be very good, not just for keeping Giannis and being a championship contender, but New Orleans owns pretty much all of their future draft capital from the Drew Holiday trade. So. Yep. Uh, I think unequivocally, with the Celtics, I think 
pretty much remaining the same. I mean, I like what the changes that they've made with Chris Ops and whatnot, but I don't think they got any more talented. I think the Sixers are obviously going to take a major step back, just locker room everything. You see uh, Harden will not be at Media Day Monday, so. Yeah. He said he's not going. He, eventually he's going to get his bag, though. Like, he's going to come to collect his money if he's still on this team somehow. So he will be there eventually. I just think the East is wide open, and it's not anymore. The Bucks went out and grabbed it. Absolutely, man. And this is a huge move, like I said, in terms of just appeasing Giannis. Like, now he has nothing to say, even yeah. if it doesn't work out. Well, I you, think Giannis, you know, the – the trade talks were swirling, and they were they were minuscule. They were rumors. They were bullshit. But now that even puts that to bed. So now if you're the Knicks, if you're the Heat, if you're any of these teams looking for a superstar, you zero your eyes in on Embiid, lesser player Mitchell, and lesser player Towns because I think Giannis is there for at least two to three more years now, guaranteed if not more. Totally agree. That's the other domino that comes from this is – the teams that decided it was not uh, advantageous to go get Dame. So let's talk about how that impacts the landscape of the league. Miami obviously has shown the unwillingness to get to do what it took to get Harden, to do what it took to get Durant, to do what it took to get uh, Mitchell. Uh, all on down the line here, they've passed on guys because they have not been willing to move off of what they have asset-wise. Um, that's going to hurt them because they just saw Gabe Vincent and Max Struess go. And let's not forget, they were a playing team last year that just went on a magical ride. They were not the second seed in the East. The other aspect, too, is the teams that we root for. So Mark Spears reported today after the trade was finalized that uh, Dame told his agent a week ago when it seemed like he was not going to Miami and that was not going to happen, that he would be very happy to accept a trade to either Brooklyn to play with Mikael Bridges or Milwaukee. So it sounded like the ball was in Brooklyn's court and they chose not to do it. I'm all for it because, again, the timeline doesn't match and as great as it would be to have him, that contract in a few years is just so onerous that I just don't think the Nets have the appetite to do it again. So that just left Milwaukee. I never bought into Toronto. I didn't think that ever made sense. They're trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do with OG and with Siakam. So what do you think about everything I just laid out right there? Completely agree with you. Um, I I don't mind the Nets standing pat either. For everything that you said, their timelines are way off. The Nets have so many assets. Wait for a younger star to get unhappy and go get him. Um, Or use those draft picks and and get some good players. But regardless, the timeline was off. Uh, And then, yeah, Toronto was smoke. The only way is if Ujiri saw something else coming down the line where he could get another superstar in there for his very good, not superstar players in return, but that wasn't going to happen. So I think, I think this was the best move available for all teams. It's just if you're Miami, you kind of got to be kicking yourself because listen, Mitchell. I understand the Knicks lucked out into that one because we ended up getting Jalen Brunson, who as of you last year, you had him year, anyway. You had him anyway. Exactly, we did. But you would have been teaming him up true, with Mitchell, but. Last year, he proved he's probably just as good as Mitchell. Maybe a little. Okay, that's a lot. But a, a notch below it. Dame is a bona fide superstar. Like, mm-hmm. aside from a championship, there's really nothing else for him to prove. So if I'm Miami, I'm honestly kicking myself. And if I'm Pat Riley, Spolstra, and Butler, just because 
you know, on the Simmons podcast, they pointed it out earlier today or yesterday or whatever, like that timetable is, is pretty small. Like Spoh's not going to coach forever. Jimmy's not going to play forever. And Riley is not going to, I don't know, run the team forever. So that's why I kind of would have upped the ante if I was Miami. I wonder if it was a struggle for them. I really can't wait for everything to come out because I still thought that the package that was rumored earlier, like when this whole thing started of Hero, um, uh, Jovich, and uh, Duncan Robinson plus the three firsts, I thought was very – or the two firsts was a very good offer. Um, It just seemed like – the Joe Cronin, the the GM of Portland, was like, I'm not trading you to where you say you want yep. to go. Kind of like how San Antonio did Kawhi, which leads me to ask you this question. If Dame's contract was the same as Kawhi's, which was one year and then out, do you think Toronto would have done it and said, we're going to try with, we're, we'll, we'll trade away OG, but we're going to have Siakam and, and Dame. And I do year, we can hit the reset button. I do, but also I think when you open that Pandora's box, a lot of other teams would have been involved and it would have been Mm -hmm. a massive bidding war because that opens up everybody because you're just getting a one-year rental and that massively lowers Dame's price. Right. So So, it's one of those situations where you can't really say that because then who the hell knows who would have been involved. No, I I didn't mean it from a standpoint of like, on a hundred percent is that what would have done made it differently he definitely would have though he definitely would have been involved i think that miami has proven that their stubbornness has hurt them and shot them in the foot because they keep getting away with these deep playoff runs there's so many miles on jimmy now man and i love bam and i actually think tyler here is a really good player but he's not like the third best player on a championship team and i wonder if them now with Giannis probably out of the running do they have to appease them and go make a deal for drew holiday yeah i completely agree with you because that i think if you gave pat riley true serum and you said if you're not going to get dame what team would you want him to go to the least it's the bucks because now not only did they not get dame now they're not going to get Giannis. right so yeah I, uh, I bet you though you could ask you could pose that question to everybody else in the east not only the contenders right now but the teams course, like the, Knicks yeah. and the Nets who are who are hoping that Giannis demanded the trade tomorrow. No, no doubt about it, but I mean you might as well just fly Lowry or not Lowry. You might as well maybe Lowry will be going back to Portland, but you might as well just fly Drew Holiday to Miami now and just lock it in. Yeah, uh do they maybe call up Philly and say, "Hey, we would you even do Tyler Hero for James Harden straight up if you're Miami? I would. I would. Okay. I would. So uh, maybe, maybe they could explore that and Philly gets another shooter. That is interesting. I would do it just because Harden's on a one-year right now. Hero, like you said, Maxi's much better than Hero, so I wouldn't, you know, I'm just trying to think of players to compare Hero to. He's not that type of player where you just, clenching your pearls you just can't get rid of them and the window is is so thin for Miami right now they're they're really they're really walking the tightrope Jimmy's got a lot of miles Lowry looked done the whole year till the playoffs and eventually he's going to be done and and Riley like if he doesn't retire soon he's going to die anyways so like their window is is small yeah that's why it's like if you are looking at the Harden potential for Miami 
it would have to be Hero. Like, I'm sure people are thinking, why don't they just offer those first-round picks that they were going to offer Milwaukee? Well, why the hell – or uh, Portland, why the hell would Philly do that? They're they're trying to make sure that their superstar yep. stays stays happy. No, no doubt about it. And by the way, sorry to Riley. Everybody dies, okay? It's just the only guarantee in life. Yeah, but his hair will probably never die. No, I think they should scalp him. Put it in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Put it at the front of whatever the hell they're calling that arena now. Yeah, true. That too. Um, but yeah, exciting news. I have to be honest with you. I'm glad it's over with. Me too. Um, but you know what? This is the NBA, bro. It's like, honestly, you and I could just turn around and be like, okay, let's talk 20 minutes on who we think the next superstar is going to be to get pissed off. I think it's Donovan Mitchell. I think he's the next one out. I'm serious. I didn't even want to do it. He's not resigning in Cleveland. It's pretty. It's kind of the worst kept secret. Yeah. Listen, I talking to the Knicks right now, Scott Perry and whoever the fuck else is there, I I do not want to give up the farm for Mitchell, okay? If you can get him on a deal that you like, do it. I do not want to give up the farm for Mitchell. We're going to hold out for a guy that can actually win us a title, not help us win a title. What would you, just having this conversation, if, if your belief is that Embiid would love to play for the Knicks, and Leon Rose says, listen, Donovan Mitchell wants to come to the Knicks, but this is what it'll take. It, but we're going to have to wait another year or two for, for Embiid because he's not he's going to want to stay in Philly, but he'll eventually ask out. Do you pass on Mitchell for one year and continue to be kind of like the 7-4 to four seed in the East? in the hopes that you get Embiid or is Embiid a little too scary for you right now and you go get Mitchell? Embiid's, you're right. Embiid's a little too scary right now. One, he's a big man with an injury problem. Two, he's a big man that is a big man. So eventually he's not Shaq. He's going to get old. And I don't know how much longer he can keep playing at this MVP level. So you're right. Do we want to burn, do we want to burn, all of our gunpowder on Mitchell early or wait on Embiid, who we may not get or also may get Embiid on the back nine. I, I think you go for Mitchell. I mean, yeah, I, I just, did. I don't want to, when I said that, I don't want to, I would love Mitchell. I just don't want to give up an Embiid package. But I also think this Dame thing kind of proves that like last, basically the rest of the league is saying, all right, um, Minnesota and Cleveland were drunk last year and that's not the new norm. Yeah, and, and and who was not only drunk but sloshed and threw up all over the party was Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's very true as well. And I think that that I think most of the teams are saying, okay, that's cool, but that was last year, and that was them, and this is this year, and and we're not. This is not going to become a a league where Sam Presti has all thirty of the first round picks. Can I give you a name that I think will be? Something to look for in the next, I'm going to say two to four years, which might fit the next timeline. Anthony Edwards. You've got this Minnesota situation where. Now you got me. Now you got me rock hard. They're paying. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not in the room with you anymore. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm glad that. When you're looking at a Miami or a, a Minnesota situation, I'm glad that they're a team that continually fucks themselves, and they have so much money tied up 
into Gobert and Towns. They also signed McDaniels. So like they're 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 a team that with Edwards, who I believe they just signed to the second uh, the second extension or the first extension that you can do. Um, eventually, that situation is is going to rear its ugly head, and Minnesota is not a market where guys really want to stay. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that they are in a predicament that they put themselves in and are in a market where they're where players don't necessarily a want to go and b stay. And I'm not saying it's going to happen this off season or next off season rather, or two years from now when we're talking. But by the time we go out to Ireland for the Ryder Cup in 2027, I love that. I love that. Could, could Anthony Edwards be the guy that says I'm done, and the Knicks still have all this capital and still a young enough core and team where you're getting prime Anthony Edwards? I mean, I just don't know if we can be at the point where we're looking for unhappy players three years from now. Like you just can't. I would love it. I get it, but with Giannis off the board and now and be being the best but with his question marks and Mitchell being still an elite player but not you know not not the level you want him to be we're gonna have to start looking at those kind of players even shit I hope I never have to deal with it but Mikhail Bridges is a free agent in three years yep look I I like to think that Minnesota would be smart enough to get rid of Towns when they see this coming this money problem and this unhappiness problem but it is Minnesota, so I'm not going to rule anything out. One other name that might be a little bit more realistic because of where he is in his contract and also uh, has said that he is not going to sign an extension this season, Brandon Ingram is probably going to be available at some point very soon. I'm good. Ah, he's, he's a much better defender than I just thought, so... I would be I would be happy with him. He's just the problem with Brandon Ingram is he's a ball dominant guy, and he doesn't play very well off the ball as he showed in uh, the Euro Basket or whatever the hell you want to call it. The only thing the only thing I will say is, you know, it's kind of like that thing where it's somebody's a penny pincher for their entire life, and you say, oh, what are you what are you going to get buried with your money? Like you're saving all this money for what? It's it's like that where it's like okay you're gonna hoard all these assets for what eventually they're gonna become diminished and they're gonna be worth nothing so at some point we're gonna have to pull the trigger on someone. Yeah, the only person that could possibly hit the craziness and I didn't bring him up yet is Luca, but I don't think that Cuban will ever let that happen. Nah, Cuban's and Dallas is a place that people want to be. Oh well, yeah, so. the Cubans. Cuban would jump in front of the plane before before he let Luca go but I don't know I, listen uh, I'm, I I didn't I, I wouldn't have been opposed to Dame but the timetables don't match up I'm more disappointed that Giannis is off the table let's just keep let's keep our let's keep our money in the bank for now Knicks but you know let's I don't like zeroing in I want to be ready I don't want to zero in on one guy whether it be Anthony Edwards or whoever because you just never know no, and I, and that's why I wanted to ask your honest opinion is because I think the Knicks are poised to be in a very turbulent Eastern Conference right now where you, you have Milwaukee as the number one clear, and then I would say Boston, but they have their questions. Philly, we have no idea, but from a talent perspective, they're probably valued to be third. I mean, right now, I might pick the Knicks to finish fourth in the East. 
I mean, yeah, you got to think. Going on. I like think, them better than Cleveland after what I saw in the postseason last year. Yeah, we beat the shit out of Cleveland. You got to think the Heat are going to regress. They were a play-in team last year, and they lost two starters. Yep. I mean, there's going to be some new teams. Maybe we keep our eyes peeled for Orlando. Nice little futures bet. Indiana, I, I think, has has potential. Yep. And, and just like that, Sean, I made a joke saying, who are we going to talk about next? And we've done 10 minutes on who we think the next guy is to get traded. We got roped in. You should you shouldn't have asked your hypothetical. That was such an easy answer question to answer. <laughs> I know, I know. I knew it was coming. I just wanted to do it. But do you have anything else on this topic? No, man. Let's talk some NFL. Um, the NBA is starting. We're about three weeks away from prediction time, and then Crazy. we're we're th- thrown into everything. Crazy. Yeah, our Monday rundowns are going to become a lot more jam packed very soon. No doubt about it, but there will be playoff baseball that doesn't involve our team. So, Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but somebody I do want to talk to is Will, so let's hear from him. I love it. All right, we're back. We're going to do our NFL segment here. As usual, it is an NFL Wednesday, and we have a special guest. Um, you know, a lot of maturity out of Will Smith. Usually he would only come on after a win, but the kid's grown up. He's ready to talk about his Cowboys. Will Outside of the Cowboys, how are you doing? I'm doing great. My Kansas Jayhawks are 4-0, so I have that to look forward to on Saturdays. That's the truth. I'm sure we'll be talking about that soon, but let's just talk about the task at hand here. Let's break down the Cowboys game. Um, Sean, do you have a final score for me on that game? You know, I sure do, and I'm glad you asked. Um, how are you, the by fin- the way? The final score, the Dallas Cowboys, who went into this game as 12.5-point favorites, uh, lost 28 to 16. So. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to let the guest, as usual, lead the way. Why don't I you? Gonna t- start, I, I was going to start the pod with Sean. It's nice to talk to you, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, it's one of those games that happen maybe two times a year that you said, Oh, that's a Cowboys team. I remember <laughs> it was just a disgusting act of football. So, uh, yeah, we were we struggled in the red zone. We couldn't even stop Josh Dobbs, and they had over 130-plus yards of rushing against our defense that gave up 10 points in eight quarters. Yeah, Connor looked really good. Like you said, Will, it's going to happen once or twice a year. It even happens to the best teams. I mean, the last team to go completely undefeated was the what? What year was that Dolphins team? I mean, 72. 72 Dolphins. So every team's going to have a slip-up. Honestly, personally, I don't think you have anything to worry about in the regular season terms. I think you guys will be fine. You're going to get a wild card. Obviously, when it comes to the playoffs, I'm, I think you feel the same way. I'm worried. But for the regular season, I wouldn't worry at all. As a matter of fact, um, my sperm bank pick of the week may involve the Cowboys this week. It did, it did just drop to six and a half, though. I don't know if you have six and a half or seven. It I got it at seven, up. but Sean okay. has it at seven, too, so we're going to keep it that way. Okay. I, uh, you know, I, I looked at the game, and it was the defense let us down. And, yeah, I, I got a lot of texts from my Cowboys fans. And, you know, some Giants haters be like, Cardinals, really? We beat them? Uh. Yeah, you lost 40 to nothing, does. Um, but my, <laughs> Is that what they said? Well, well, let's remember that Daniel Jones uh, led a great comeback and put up 30 points on them in the second half. And, Dak scored 16, so Daniel Jones is better than Dak, right? Is that how that math works? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Forever, right? 
Even if Dak puts up 100. <laughs> Unequivocally, yes. So the the Jets beat the Bills. They're better than the Bills, right? Their special teams are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the Jets later. But it was just, uh, you know, being one for five in the red zone, regardless of the team you're playing, that can't happen. Um, and then, you know, what I was saying before is I get all these texts from Giants haters and even Cowboys fans like, oh, Dak's terrible. Yeah, Dak had a bad pick where he threw it to nobody in the end zone when, you know, in clutch time. But their defense gave up almost 100 yards to James Conner and Josh Dobbs looked like a Cam Newton in 2006. So I'm talking Cam Newton like in college. Well, that would be 2010. 2006, he was probably in high school, but still balling out. Probably true. Cam Newton in high school too. Imagine that. Yeah, he was a five star going to Florida, so he must have been pretty good. It was just it it was one of those games. Also, we had thirteen accepted penalties, which is coaching. And also, the only thing that I would say that I say something we were missing four starters on our offensive line, and against any defense, that's two of the guys were practice squad players that we brought up on Thursday. So no, for sure. I mean, the only thing I'd be a little concerned about is your defense, and the only reason why I say that is because. You know, it's not like you were at full strength and your defense sucked. You guys lost digs and your defense sucked. That's the only thing I would be, like, a little worried about. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, and not that Arizona needed to throw the ball against our defense on Sunday, but outside of the one pass interference penalty on Hollywood Brown, Deron Bland looked pretty good in Diggs' spot. He's never going to beat Diggs. Nobody's going to beat Diggs. But I think we can weather the storm. We couldn't get a pass rush going at all. When you look at the totality of this game, like, you had all the bad omens heading into the week, right? Like, you're just killing teams. Everybody's putting Dallas one, two, or three in power rankings. You lose digs in practice to the torn ACL. You mentioned the four starters on the offensive line out. You saw them a lot of false start penalties, snap count penalties. And I think those are all very reasonable excuses. And it was a letdown game, let's be honest. I think... You know, they Ultimate. wanted to kill the Giants, and they did. They wanted to kill the Jets, and they did. And I think they just thought they could walk into Arizona. And all kidding aside, like, I watched the Giants have to pull a miracle out of their ass to beat the Cardinals the week before. And in the first half, I was like, holy shit, Dobbs actually looks good. And James Conner is running like it was four years ago. I don't know if that's bad Giants or maybe the Cardinals are half decent. But in two weeks, I kind of come away with maybe the Cardinals aren't as terrible as we think, but still a terrible loss for Dallas because – Listen, whether whether you're missing starters or not, you can't lose that game if you're if you're serious. And I know there's letdown games and you'll probably still be fine and win 12 or 13 games. But that is a bad loss. And a lot of the same characteristics that happened in bad Cowboys losses came about penalties, poor clock management, not kicking the field goal when they were down eight to make it five and Dak throwing a terrible pick in an end zone. Yeah, I mean, the only bright spot I would say about that game is. Tony Pollard's really fucking good. Sorry, Andrew. Yep. Huh? I, I used a curse word, so I wanted to apologize. To oh, yes, of course. Yes. Sorry, Mom. Sorry. But no, yeah. Tony Pollard is great. And I know Zeke showed signs of life, but getting rid of him was definitely the right move. That's really you do bright. You miss him in the red zone, though. Yeah. Also, I mean, that one red zone touchdown we had was our guy that was on the practice squad forever, Rico Dowdle. I like him a lot. So, I mean, if he's going to... He's had a past with, with fumbling, though, right? Is that why he's been, yeah. not, hasn't yes. gotten the opportunity? Yeah, and that's that's the other thing. I look at Deuce Vaughn as, like, another poor man's Tony Pollard, not a guy that can play three downs and is a pass-catching back. And yeah, a little redundant. You want. Yeah, so it's like this having the same back in there all the time. And Rico Dow is kind of a bigger back. So, 
Yeah, no, I listen. At the bottom line, and we'll move on to the Giants and then the Jets and the rest of the league. I I think for the regular season and for what your expectations are, uh, I think you're fine. It's it's a I little. I mean, hiccup. I even said like uh, even after the first two weeks, I'm like, you know, no offense, Sean and 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 Tom, I'm like, we played the Jets and the Giants, and you know, the things about the Jets and the Giants weren't very hyped up going into this year. I mean, they were for the Jets, and then Aaron Rodgers got hurt. But then, hey, hey, you know, hey, you know, you don't sorry. say his name here. Sorry. Number eight um, got hurt. Number eight got hurt, and then it's like all expectations are gone. So it just there was no expectations about either of your teams. So I expected to be both of them, and I expected to be obviously Arizona. But then when that doesn't happen, it's not even a close game, and your offense looks out of sync, and your defense left up 300 yards against the Cardinals, where they let up what 220 yards in two combined games. So, I think my biggest concern, though, Will is. Your offense has had success in the first two weeks of the season as a product of special teams and defense just being elite. And if your defense struggles to get off the field on third down against the better teams like the Eagles and the 49ers, you might see a very similar result because I think what's evident is Dak is not the guy who's going to be putting up explosive numbers anymore. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's how they want to use Dak this year. If he throws Which for- is fine, but your defense then better do a better job than they just did on in week 3. Yeah. So I mean, it's off the new I mean, it's home in New England next weekend, but then our test really comes, uh, you know, we play San Francisco in 2 weeks on Sunday night football in San Francisco against a team that owns us. So yeah, no. I mean, let, let's focus on New England. I think you guys will beat them. And speaking of New England, the New England Patriots beat the Jets 15-10. to 10. This game, look, obviously my, my expectations and whatnot went down the toilet when number eight went down, but, like, this is a game that the Jets should have won fucking ten times over. It was it was abysmal. Um, I mean, their defense held up, obviously, but that offense is just so bad. And... You know, I watched somebody at work had like a fucking subscription to the all 22 or something. And I was watching a shit ton of plays. And look, the offensive line is is terrible. Like just outside of Vera Tucker, it's just turnstiles all around. But I mean, Zach Wilson, again, I'm going to say it has just not gotten even a little bit better at football over the last couple of years. I'm watching now the all 22 and I see that the safety is shading Garrett Wilson every time. All you got to do is take the tight end, shift him to the other side and throw it right where the safety should be, but he's double teaming fucking Garrett Wilson and that won't happen anymore and Zach Wilson can't even check down into that. He just fucking he doesn't audible, he doesn't make good decisions, he holds the ball too long. Uh, Trevor Simeon next week, fucking start him. You know, I I have to keep reminding myself that it's 2023 and not 2022 because I literally watched the Jet game and felt like I was watching a game from this time last year. Yeah, like, it's I, I'm like, what is it? 20? Like, what year is it? It feels the same way. And you know, Tom, I'm glad you got to see that all 22 because the stat that kills me is he averaged 3.7 yards per attempt in the first half of that game, like. And I understand your offensive line has issues, but he walks himself into sacks. He sacked himself on a play where he spun into nothing and sat down. Like mm-hmm. it, it, you see guys running all over the place. He has time on certain plays, and he's just he's, lost. He's gotten not a single ounce better at football since we drafted him. Like, no, he can't pick up the linebackers. He can't see after fucking 10 plays in a row 
uh, passing plays in a row that the safety is clearly there's two high safeties and one of them is opening up the entire field because they're just helping the corner on Zach, on um on Garrett Wilson and it's just like and like you said like you know your offensive line is bad and not only are you holding the ball way too long, like he should be getting rid of it in at Tom Brady esque time. I don't even care if he throws in completions as long as he's getting rid of it. But he's he's also he's not even completing three point seven yard passes, like you said. I just want to make this last point and then Will, you gotta you we gotta get your thoughts. Like just real fast, you also are seeing the same things that happened last year with guys on the sidelines pouting, yelling at coaches. Uh, apparently Rich Samini reported that there's a lot of tension in the locker room and it's at a breaking point because Robert Sala continues to defend him. And I feel bad for Sala because he's up a, until he's they sign Semyon, he really has nothing else to do. Well, yeah. But there's there's no reason to continue to do this. Like last year, I get it. He was the former number two overall pick. But you brought in Aaron Rodgers for this reason. I, I continue to do this, and I hate being Monday morning quarterback, but I said it in the summer, again, for new listeners. The fact they didn't sign a competent backup like a Trevor Simeon in, in July or June for moments just like this. This guy could not have been one injury away from playing again for the Jets in a meaningful game this year. And the fact that he is and there's no repercussions for his failures, I can understand why he's lost the locker room. Will, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I totally agree with everything you guys said. And I'm, I'm sitting here on Sunday. My team doesn't play until 425. So, you know, I'm watching the Jets and the Patriots and – my girlfriend's watching the game with me, and I must have said the word atrocious maybe 30 times. Like, this may be one of the worst games of football I have ever watched. And it just – what sums up Zach Wilson's career is fourth and ten, and you're throwing a two-yard pass to Tyler Conklin. That's what sums up his career. And it's just bad. Like, Tom, you don't want to go out there and get Kirk Cousins? No, I listen. I've been pounding the table for for every name. I was Brett Favre. If Brett Favre came out of retirement, I'd take him. I'm not even kidding. Like uh, Colin Kaepernick, send a send a letter. No, send that's letter. and I and I respect that. And like, listen, is Kaepernick the answer as our starter? No, but like, no. fucking sign him to the practice squad. Do something good for PR at least. I mean, it's just and and Sean, you hit the nail right on the head. I love our GM. And I think he's done an amazing job. It's just the one thing he can't fucking shake. All roads lead back to Zach Wilson. You draft the guy. Okay. Then you stick with him too long last year, of course, until he basically has to bench himself because he can't shut his fucking mouth in the press. And then this year, it's I would call it, Sean, one of your favorite lines, a dereliction of duty. The fact that you have Zach Wilson as your only backup quarterback. Well, it is. And, you know, too... it's GMs don't get fired for making a bad mistake. GMs get fired for making a bad mistake and continuing to try to make it work. Like the 49ers knew that their offense was humming and that they're a Super Bowl caliber team with Brock Purdy. And so much so that they could bring Sam Darnold in to be their backup. Trey Lance, they decided was so incompetent that they traded their number three former overall pick, who they traded three firsts to get away to Dallas for, what was it, Will, a fourth? A fourth rounder, yeah. So just because they knew that if Purdy got hurt and that elbow wasn't right, they could not look that team with that defense and those playmakers in the eyes and say, Trey Lance is going to lead our team because they knew that would just shoot all the confidence down. And that's what the Jets have failed to do. 
I like how you're on. I like how you're on my side now, Sean, because I feel like the last two weeks you were kind of, and I got it. I understood it because they played Dallas, and who did they play the week before that? And they were great defenses. But you were you were trying to advocate for Wilson. It was optimism, Uh, honestly. I I just I thought that he could be just ten percent better, could win you some games with the way your defense is. And he 10%, didn't get 10% better? better. He might have gotten 10% worse. I was going to say, bro, 10% better in a week? He hasn't gotten 1% better in three years. It was yeah, hopeful optimism, yeah, man, because nah, your I, team is so loaded. I know. I, I I understand what you were doing, and, and you aired on and the side. And this Patriot of, team is not very No, good. they're fucking terrible. Honestly, I'm looking at the spreads this week. Who do the Patriots play? They play the Cowboys. That's a fucking lock for me. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna step on my on my spur may pick of the week. I'm slamming the Cowboys minus seven, coming off of a huge loss. So Patriots are one of the worst, probably six teams in the league, and uh, they they just beat the Jets in a game that the Jets could have won ten times over. Honestly, imagine the Jets had Josh Both Dobbs. Both the games they lost team. to the Patriots last year. You of course, won 10 of times course. Over. But that was last year, Sean. This is a new fucking year. We spend all this goddamn money. We go out and we get number eight, and and like you said, they don't even get a backup. That was last right. year. We're not supposed to be yeah, doing that e- again. Even if you look at the game you won, if Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over five times, you lose. No, you're 100 percent right. And that game, I'm going to put off to the side because. You know, I I I could barely even speak, and I'm not even playing football after after number eight's you know calf exploded on the field. But aside from that, it's just it like uh, you guys have eyes, right? We all, we're all watching the same game, and these guys n- apparently know more about football, and they have more knowledge of football in their pinky than I do in in my entire body and your guys' bodies. But how can we see this shit and that he hasn't gotten any better, but they can't see it? it it's it's They can see it, Tom. They just don't want to admit it, and that's the problem. And but, that's but also, they, they don't, also, they don't, change, they don't change anything up. I and mean, We both watch, all watched that game on Sunday. How many times same shit. The ball, how, how many times you can hand the ball to Reese Hall on first down and have him lose three yards every time? I know, and it's like, Okay, he broke a couple off against Buffalo because it was the first game of the season and Buffalo's defense is, is a little bit shakier than, than last year. But it's like, at some point, the other teams get to watch your fucking tape and they know that, that he's your only guy. Because Zach Wilson Well, Romo was on it all game saying, you know, the best thing they could do is play action or pass on first down because it opens everything else. Because every single play, like you guys just alluded to, was a running play on first down. So that's bad coaching. That's they a good point by Will. They, they... Because I'm watching bad quarterback play across the league. Like, I'm watching Josh Dobbs, dude, who literally didn't have a job until the week before Arizona signed him, and he looks competent. The only yeah, quarterback like, that you, looks if, as if, bad as Wilson is Justin Fields. And yeah, Russell the, the Dallas game, the Arizona's first drive, play action, Hollywood Brown, 12 yards first play, run with Connor for six. And then they run a QB option with nobody in the world thought, and Dobbs runs for 45. Yeah, but you know what? That's a team that we thought was going to be tanking, and they decided to go out and win a game and make adjustments. Meanwhile, the Jets are supposed to be a fucking Super Bowl contender, and they're not making a single adjustment. I've had enough. I don't want to talk about the Jets anymore. Do you guys have anything else to say? I got nothing else, man. No, you hit everything on the head there. Yeah, there's, there's, there's not much else to say. Let's talk about the Giants. Feels like a year ago. This was on Thursday night football, thirty to twelve. Um, I think was that at MetLife. No, no, it was in San Fran. In San Fran. Um, listen, I, this Giants team has clearly regressed, and this Niners team is is a bona fide 
Super Bowl front runner. That's all I have to say. I mean, I mean, it was just a it's just a level of two different teams, not on the anywhere close to the same level. But like you know, uh, the last thing I'll say about the Jets. But if you look at Brock Purdy, I think he threw maybe three balls that traveled more than twelve yards in the air. It's all the offensive line. It you know, I think he threw four passes to Debo Samuel, who had ninety yards receiving. All uh, yak yards too. Yeah. Oh, it's all yak yards. He threw for three hundred yards, three hundred plus yards, and I would say two hundred and eighty-five of them were yak yards. You yeah. know, well, I'm so glad you brought that up because there was a third and 12 that he threw a wide receiver screen to Debo, took it 30 yards. There was a third and 10 to McCaffrey, took it 22. Um, and, yeah, he did make two really good Yeah, that throw, that throw to Debo in the end zone was his That was throw. a really high and level that's, throw. But you know what, boys? Aside from all the talent, that's the difference between Brock Purdy and Zach Wilson is that, like, that's all – Zach Wilson couldn't make those two fucking throws. And, and that's the difference between teams like the Jets and teams like the Niners is, yeah, the Niners are even more talented than the Jets, but, like, they they have a system and they identified a guy that can run the system well and all he has to do is make one or two plays that aren't completely designed for him and layups. Well, look, too, at the demeanor of the two quarterbacks. Purdy plays with elite confidence Oh yeah, because that team has empowered him to have so much confidence. And Wilson just looks like a deer in the headlights because the team has empowered him with none. And he has none because of his results. Um, well, yeah, but I wouldn't even say that the team has empowered him with none because they've given him chances after chances. I put this on Sala, the GM, and Zach Wilson because Sala and the GM keep fucking letting him go out there. And then Zach Wilson has not made any improvements. And honestly, uh, Jesus Christ, imagine you were in a relationship with Zach Wilson. The guy fucking would have cheated on you once a week and you just keep giving him chances. Yeah, well, he, he certainly isn't held accountable. Um, back to this game, though. Uh, like, it was the most obvious. Like, Tom, we both took the 49ers with our picks. Like, it was the easiest pick. And even though the Giants, I believe, were only down six or seven at halftime, you never thought they, they were going to win this game. Um, at the Will, you really just said it perfectly. This was a battle between two teams that could not have a more sizable gap in terms of talent and in terms of uh, level of level of play. Um, but I, I really am just, and guys, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a homer for Jones, but am I the only one that thinks just like every single chance guys, like everyone in the media gets to shit on him. It's just a, like laying it up on a tee. I'm not saying well, he's the I mean, world's best quarterback, but like they're laughing at him. It's like, what do you want him to do? Like, you do you honestly anybody here, both of you guys, like have eyes watching football, think Daniel Jones couldn't be a very good quarterback for Kyle Shanahan's current 49er team? No, uh, Daniel oh, Jones could, you could definitely be a more than a serviceable. Quarterback. He'd be better than Purdy too. If anybody knows any criticism about their quarterback, it's me. Um, but also, when you have a substandard offensive line, no Saquon Barkley, and they're triple-teaming Waller and Slayton still can't get open, what is he supposed to do? And they also didn't call any designed runs for him, which was weird because the 49ers defense said that's what they were afraid of and game-planning for heading into the week. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the Bears in a minute and or at some point in this pod, but the Bears, to me, it's like, Everybody, the narrative around Daniel Jones is overdrafted, awkward white kid from Duke, never should have been picked sixth. He's a bum. Justin Fields, former blue chip prospect, Ohio State, it's all the Bears' fault. And it's like, 
I don't want to sound like I'm complaining to you and Tom, you certainly have no appetite for this, but it's like, because it's still relatively recent memory that the giants won super bowls since 2013, they're one of the worst teams in the league by a lot. Like they're, they're overall, they they're 69, 101 and they don't have like, they've had four GMs, five head coaches and Daniel Jones's tenure alone. He's had three head coaches, Shermer, uh, Judge, and now, um, obviously, uh, Dable. He had the Clapper as, a, as an offensive coordinator. He had Mike Shula as an offensive coordinator. No offensive lines. And people were like, no, he just sucks. Whereas the Bears, they're like, oh, they're completely in turmoil. They have nothing. How is he supposed to succeed? It's just crazy to me how the narrative can be so lazy across the board. I get it if you don't think Daniel Jones is a Hall of Famer. Guess what? I don't either. But it's just every chance to pile on this guy is there because the Giants have won Super Bowls in the last 20 years. Well, they've been dog shit really since 2013. They made the playoffs twice. It's just like, let him play. He's not great. Nobody's saying he's great. But it's just wild. Did you honestly, and either of you guys think he was going to go into San Francisco and put up 45 points against that? No, defense? not at all. And also, his one interception hit Waller right in the hands. So Three of his four interceptions were off of guys' hands. Yeah, I know that all too well with Dak Prescott, for the most you, part. Yeah. That's so, a really good you know, poll, He gets the same treatment. You know, he, you know, the pick last year against Jacksonville was a pick six in overtime. Hit the guy right in the chest as he was sliding, and it popped up, and it was pick six. And they're like, oh, Dak sucks. Like, okay. We're talking about Zach Wilson, and maybe his first year or two, the Jets didn't have the world's greatest support system, but we all look and say, that guy sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could put him anywhere, and he wouldn't be good. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a big thing for Joe, uh, you know, Broadway Joe to say, hey, he's done with it, you know? Yeah. So. I yeah, just that, think the narrative just, it has to end, like, just... Yeah, he's not a world-class quarterback. It's $40 million, which is the going rate for an average starter in today's NFL. He didn't get paid Joe Burrow money. Let's let's all calm down. No, that was yeah. that was a solid comp, too, to the to the Justin Fields. I never really thought about it just because I don't really care. They're not and my quarterbacks. I hate sounding but... like such a homer, but like eventually enough is enough. There's just no objectivity. Completely yeah. agree. I, just, yeah, the Giants played a team that was not even you know close to being on their level with, so... No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, they, I mean, Sean, the bottom line is we both we don't pick Thursday night games and we picked this game because we had to and we obviously took the 49ers. And if you told me the spread, what was the spread, seven and a half? Yeah. It was ten. No, it was ten and a half. Ten and a half. If you told me it was, if you told me it was a fourteen point spread, a sixteen point spread, I still would have taken it. It's just a different level of talent. Um, and honestly, I from what I've seen this year, the Giants are not. And their schedule's harder, but they're just not as. Also, I look at I look at the Giants, and I think the Giants team right now, as it's with everybody healthy, Giants are going to be that team. We're going to beat teams that they should be, and are going to lose the teams that they should lose to. Which, which is what like, they were last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you know they just they, had an easy ass schedule. Yeah, so I mean, with both of our schedules being harder this year, playing the AFC AFC beast, you know, I can't even say NFC. I mean, I can still say NFC beast, but the the Dolphins, goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen. Do you want to go out of order? I mean, that was such a good segue. Should we just go out of order, Sean? Will, that was very professional, Tom. We got to put that on the T form. Let's uh, do it. Well, we might as well. 70 to 20 Dolphins Broncos. I mean, Jalen Waddles out with a concussion. He's one of, I'd say he's probably top 20 wide receiver in football. Doesn't matter. 
Um, by the way, Will, if you want to give me kudos for, for uh, the Japan Boys fantasy team, anytime I'm waiting. No, um, you mean the Miami Dolphins? Okay. <laughs> well, he literally has the Miami Dolphins. Sean, every year in fantasy football, I pick a theme. This year, it was the Dolphins. I said the Dolphins That was really smart by you. Yes, and I'm a multiple-time fantasy football champion, so I kind of know what I'm doing. If you need any help, Will, text me on the side. But with that yep, being I've, said... I've never won in that league, Tom, so thanks for reminding me. <laughs> um, I mean, what is there to say? The, the, I want to talk more about the Broncos than I do the Dolphins. Are, are, they, are the Broncos the worst team in football? No. Bears. Bears. I think the Bears. Are, yeah, I mean, I think we'll the Bears. I think the Bears would lose. That game's played, that game's played on Wednesday at three a.m. Right. <laughs> I think be. the Bears would lose to half the teams in the SEC. Um, I don't know about that. I would say some of them. I wouldn't say half. The Pac-12 might. Yeah. Well, that's a conference of champions. Conference no longer after this year. Um. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, how much longer does Peyton run him out there? Another week? Another two weeks? To be honest with you, he didn't look – I mean, he threw a bad pick, but, like, he didn't look terrible. Sutton fumbled the ball twice on two beautiful throws. No, yeah, 100%. Obviously, this game is on the Broncos' defense. They gave up 70. It wasn't Russell Wilson's fault that they lost this game. No, but Russell Wilson sucks. I mean, come on. He he does. I mean, he's totally regressed. But also, he had a decent game stat-wise. And he threw a bad interception, yeah, but also, you know – you had a running back fumble the ball once. You had Sutton fumble the ball twice. I mean, what else can he do, you know? Yeah, no, this is more about the Dolphins. Um, do you guys think they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Like, if I said gun to your head right now, can the Dolphins win the Super Bowl? Is it a yes or no? Um, yeah. Think about I, I, that I would, before you I jump say to Super Bowl it. contender. I don't think they would win the Super Bowl. Just because you look at their games before, they struggled with New England. They, they struggled with, and we just talked about how bad New England is. So yeah. I, I also you know, I also want to point out because listen, I think they're a great regular season team, but I hate to sound like the old guy in the room here, but the game slows down when it comes to the playoffs and are are they gonna be able to play against a team with a better defense that's gonna clearly slow their offense down and try and grind it to a halt? Are they gonna be able to, you know, keep up with that if there's a team that can figure out how to slow them down? So my only pushback would be Again, like what I said about the Jets, like I had to do a rewind and make sure this wasn't the first three weeks of 2022 because this is what they were doing last year before Tua got hurt on that Thursday night in Cincy. But yeah. the um, the the struggle against New England, I think, is a little bit strong will because Tua threw a bad pick that Christian Gonzalez just made a hell of a play on, but they did put up 24 points. That just looks like six compared to what they did in their other two games. Yeah, no, um, I, I, The other I thing, too, is their yeah. offense is designed with all the motion that they run. They know, and McDaniel has really become perfect at it, that their offensive line is a struggle. Like, they have Isaiah Wynn starting on the left side. Like, Armstead's out. So they just get rid of the ball with him so fast. And if you watched who was throwing, I think it was uh, Collinsworth who was talking about it on that Sunday night in New England. He's just throwing to spots that he knows his receivers are going to. Like, I mean, he just yeah, gets rid of it and throws. Like, I don't know with all the motion, and they've now created this Tyreek Hill play that, like, you really no defense can stop. I understand how great the 49ers' defense is, and it would be a game. They're certainly not putting up 70. But I think this Dolphin offense is as close to, like, the 07 Pats and some of the other top offenses. Yeah, we've they're, ever they're seen, a great offense. The as long thing- as the two is on the field. Yeah, yeah, the only thing that I would have to say is 
Uh, first thing, uh, McDaniel found out that speed really kills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, really kills. Um, and then, you know, also, the, the only take back I have with Sean's point about the offensive line, two is one hit away from dying. Well, yeah, we know that. Yeah, I, that goes without saying. They're having him get rid of the ball, and they also have two running backs that kill you with speed, too. So they're, they're finding a way to work around it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the thing I will say about Tua is, you know, all these great quarterbacks, if you really want to sit here, they all have an elite talent. And that's the thing that kind of held me back from from saying that Tua was going to be anything more than a serviceable game manager. But now I think we found Tua's elite talent. It's the it's almost like the the trust and the balls to throw the ball where the receiver is not going to be for another split second that not yeah, a lot he, of quarterbacks he, can yeah, do. But also he has the mindset that a lot of quarterbacks don't have that advantage that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are going to beat every corner down the field. I know. I hundred percent agree with you, but I think to give McDaniels credit, he recognized that in Tua and that's why those guys are there. Although Waddle was there before to, to, to take advantage of the fact that it's almost like, when you're playing golf and you know you have a you have a bunker right in front of you and then you have water long and you're trying to hit a flop shot and there's some guys that have the balls to do it and then there's some guys where you're fucking scared shitless to dump it in the bunker or hit it in the water and two is fucking on the money every time with those throws and not a lot of guys would have the stones to make that throw well you yeah, saw well, what Tua was at Alabama which was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the in the country now, he had elite talent at wide receiver and always a good running game. So the Dolphins have just replicated that, including bringing him back Jalen Waddle. And you give him Tyree Kill, and you give him A-Chain and Moser, and you give him these tight ends that are not great players, but they're dependable. And he gets rid of the ball so fast and can complete all these passes in really tight windows. I think that they've figured out this is the game plan because they can't let him sit back there because he will get killed, and there goes their season. Yeah, they also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, and, you know, I don't think any, a lot of people watched a lot of that game because it was over at halftime. But you, you're talking about the tight ends who were, you know, not the best, but they are two of the best blocking tight ends is what mm-hmm. he needs. And that, what, that's what helps. Smythe is one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, no, they they have put together this team perfectly. And I think I'm going to say, I'll answer my own question, I do think they're a Super Bowl contender. It all just... Like we said in our preview, it all just matters if Tua can stay healthy, which yeah, is a, the biggest uh, if ever. Like the reason, uh, sorry, Tom. The reason that I don't say that yet is I want to see what they do against Josh Allen this weekend, defensively at least. Okay. No, that's fine. I mean, listen, we're only in week five. You can reserve the right. Um, all right. You guys ready to move on? Yes, sir. All right, next up, we'll start running down the list here because Will didn't have another segue. I was hoping he got one, but listen, that one was perfect. Um, Patriots, that we did those, sorry. Lions beat the Falcons 20-6. to How long is how much longer is Ritter going to be? Why fucking... aren't you starting Taylor Heineke right now? Uh, Taylor Heineke was better than Ritter at the beginning of the season. I mean, yep. it's, it's like you literally have like three supercars in your garage. And you you didn't even you, you didn't use any of them last week, and I'll give the Lions credit. Their defense has definitely gotten significantly better, but like six points? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's just uh, the Falcons aren't there yet either, and they, uh, you know, I think Kyle Pitts. They don't even use him. They just use him as a decoy, and obviously a Bijan Robinson, who is going to be a stud in this league. Uh, he reminds me of Saquon Barkley a lot. Yeah, that's but, a great comp. Will yeah, I see pretty- it too. 
pre ACL. Sorry, Sean. Sorry, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going there, Sean. Sorry, um, <laughs> but Desmond Ritter's not the guy. Also, I might have been two years late on my Detroit Lions take, but now it looks good. No, it was last year, so you're only one oh, year okay. late. Good job by you. You saw it coming. I hope you put some money on them. Um, yeah, Sean, anything else? No, I just see no reason to continue to commit to Ritter. As you boys said, he was a third-round pick. Like you, it's no, it's no big deal if he fails, guys. Like, like you said, you have these three supercars. Like, let's fucking figure out sure a way they... to get these points up. And their defense has played actually pretty well too. Like Bates has been a good addition for them in their secondary. Like. They're, they should win. I mean, they, they did have that nice comeback win against Green Bay, but they, they absolutely should be 3-0 and right now. The only thing that, you know, gives them the Colts, uh, Colts, the uh, Lions some credit is Jared Goff looks really good. Yeah. He's a good quarterback, man, and I've been saying that for years. If you protect Jared Goff, you can win games with him. It's it's and when the blitz really starts good at killing. The play him. Action too. Yeah, and also you you have Amon uh, Amon Ron St. Brown who is very good, and in two weeks from the time you get Jameson Williams back, who's a speedster on the outside. Yeah, not to mention Laporta is looking like a top five tight end. Yep. So I mean. I think the Lions are a very good team. I think, listen, I, they might squeak into the playoffs and then lose in the first round just because their defense has improved, but it's still not good enough. But I, I like the Lions. I'm looking up right now. And, I, you know, I love Dan Campbell. Just love that guy. Yeah. Fight for team. Loves his guys. I, I'm looking up right now just because I kind of wanted to piss myself off at Taylor Heineke's deal. Two years, $14 million. Average annual salary is $7 million. So that's nothing really to shake a stick at. You're, that's got to be one of the higher-paid backups in the league. Well, yeah, because they're not paying their starter anything. So. Well, that's why just – like Heineke fucking like, played in the well, playoffs. Well, also makes more than Brock Purdy. True, true. But that's just another thing to piss me off because the Jets could have had him pretty easily. Um but I will say the Lions are in that category of the next group. Like, there's three elite teams, I would say, in the NFC. Uh, Philly, San Francisco, and even though we shat on Will's Cowboys, I would still put them there. Yeah. Uh, they did outscore their opponents 70-10 to 10 in the first two weeks. Um, but from there, then there is this crop of the Saints, the Lions, the Packers. God, the fucking Saints. Ugh. Uh, whatever. We, we I don't want to go too far out of order, so we'll talk about Seahawks, them. Seahawks, you know, so. Yeah. All right. Chargers beat the Vikings. The doppelgangers, the Spider-Man gang here, the two fucking identical teams. <laughs> um, the, the Chargers beat the Vikings 28 to 24. Mike Williams goes out for the year with an ACL. I already consoled Tutti on that. He's very upset. Will, I just want you to know he might, he, you might want a text from you. Um, I don't give a fuck about this game. This is two non-playoff teams. In my opinion, the Dolph, uh, the, the Vikings suck. Their, their the defense Vikings is so bad. Here's a stat for you, boys. The Vikings were 11-0 and in one-score games last year. They're 0-3 in three games this year. So just we shows should, how unsustainable Sean, we should have seen that coming from a mile away. I should have made my mom mortgage her house. Put it all on that. <laughs> but you know what? They escaped this game because the goddamn Chargers, as you even texted me, Tom, like Chargers laughing face emoji, like – they went for fourth and one on their own 28. And by the way, when your quarterback is 40 of 47 passing, you run a jet sweep. I know. <laughs> it only took the ineptitude of, of the Vikings to piss away this game where Brandon Staley would have done it again. 
Yeah, uh, the the only thing uh, I'm going to attribute to your stat, Tom. Uh, I mean, Sean is uh, the the one score games. Uh, Kirk Cousins is on pace for almost six thousand yards. Justin Jefferson is on pace for almost twenty seven hundred yards, and the Vikings are on pace to be zero seventeen. <laughs> I know, isn't it amazing? I mean, their defense is so bad, and that's the thing is they're 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 a very good offense. Madison's kind of stuck this year, but. They're a very good he offense. He did have a good game, though. He did have he a good did. game. He had 93 yards, almost 100. So he had a solid game. The, the Chargers, whoever whoever's facing the Chargers this year, whatever running back is going up against them, take the over on their rushing yards every week. They're fucking – they're a turnstile. But, like, they are so good for three and a half quarters. And then the fourth quarter comes around and Kirk Cousins turns into Kirk Cousins. And it's just – well, that interception wasn't on him. No, was, not this week. dropped the ball. But what about last week and the week before that and the last 10 years? Well, yeah, I mean, we <laughs> laughed at Zach Wilson throwing that check down to Conklin. That was literally the last play of the game that the Giants won in the division, yes. in the wild card round last year. Yes, we know. The Giants won us. Won a, I'm no, glad but you it's like that, that in there. Like Kirk Cousins is somebody Jet fans are clamoring for. It's like, you know. He's done that too. So. No, of course, of course. Yeah, but also you. By the way, he has a no trade clause and doesn't have to go anywhere. So you see, you see what he did though, right, Tom? He had to talk about the Giants being good for once. And yeah, of course. You both so, like, are very we, good we at that. We we also knew that the Vikings should have lost the first game to the Giants. So the Giants going back there, all my money was on the Giants. I'm like, the Giants are going to win this game. I never thought they'd win that game. But I'll take. So All right. It just, yeah, it was bad. It was this isn't bad. about the and Giants. I, you know, this is about the Vikings and the Chargers. Oh well, you made it about the Giants, pal. Yeah, don't don't, don't you're gonna fucking tear your ACL backpedaling. Okay, don't don't Relax. don't do that. Yeah, we called you out on your shit, and you know. Relax. <laughs> um, do either? Okay, Vikings are zero three. Do the Chargers make the playoffs? That's what I want to no. ask. No. Of course not. Okay. All right, that's all I had to ask. I'm I'm right there's, there with there's you. Too many good teams in the AFC, and especially the AFC North. So um, maybe a segue. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think the Chargers get a wild card in the AFC. It's going to be tough. It, it really is. Honestly, I think there's a much better chance of Staley getting fired before the end of the season than there is them making the playoffs. Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, nice try on the segue, Will, but we can't do them all the time. We're just going to go down the list here. The Packers beat the Saints 18-17. to uh, Carr got hurt with his shoulder. Uh, what, is he day-to-day or is he out for sure? I think he's day-to-day. Yeah, the he's Saints are minus three. And after watching Jameis, they're prob- then Carr has probably not been announced out because they would definitely uh, not be a favorite in that game. But... I mean, this Packers seem like I really like Jordan Love, and they haven't had Aaron Jones, at least for last week, maybe maybe a week and a half. Uh, their defense is very good, and the Saints, they just – Derek Carr, it's just – he just changed the uniform. He just leaves so much to be desired. Well, hold on a second. They were winning 17 nothing when he left the game. I know. This is just a carryover from the week before when they only put up, like, fucking six points. It's just – I'm looking at the big picture here, Sean, and Derek Carr. I'm glad the Jets didn't get him. Fuck him. Yeah. Also, Tom, big picture. You know, say he doesn't play this weekend. Also, you know, you said Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston also got them into field goal territory at that one point. Um, but say the Saints next week. You know, you get Kamara back, obviously, which is a huge help to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens if Jameis goes off? Can you really go back to Carr? Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna. Oh, no, no doubt. They traded way too much, and, and it's not like it's not like Carr was zero three. 
Like he did, he had the one bad week, which was a classic car game, but they will a thousand percent go back to him. And, and don't say what you're going to say, Will. I don't want the Jets to trade for Jameis. Jameis is just a better no, version I don't want, of Zach. No, Wilson. I was thinking. Oh, so I'm just bringing this Jets back into the conversation. <laughs> I'm not them. bragging about my Jets, Sean. Yeah, I'm very I upset. Went off on the Giants being the worst team in the NFL. Well, really you know, the Giants celebrate. last year won that, that playoff game. No big deal. Yeah, see, well, I. Uh, don't even get me started. This isn't the first time Sean's done it, and it Kirk won't Cousins. be the last. Okay, uh, Cooper Rush is available, Tom, if you want to. <laughs> He's better than Zach Wilson. Honestly, Will, I don't really think there's a quarterback that you could name that I would rather. Maybe Jamarcus Russell. Maybe that's it. Uh, Terrell Pryor. I'd rather Terrell Pryor because we could put him at wide receiver, former Jet. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, anything else here? I think we're looking at. Two possible playoff teams, two contenders, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we don't, you don't know how the NFC South going to turn out. You know, Atlanta's are they really going to ride with Ritter, and what is Car going to look like? The average Car, and you know, I think the Panthers look better with Andy Dalton. So, you know, in Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield, they did get just they, you know, they played two subpar teams, and then they played a good team, and they did not look good. No, they didn't. Uh, the Saints I think, have the best defense in that division. Yeah, they do. And that's the thing. If Carr can just game manage, he'll be fine, which means I think I think both these teams are going to make the playoffs. Let's talk about a team that's definitely not going to make the playoffs and a team that's reeling right now and on their way to London if they're not there yet. Texas beat the Jaguars 37-17. to Everybody was you saying miss- Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Stroud might be the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, coming from the guy that put a little bit of money on Stroud to win uh, Rookie of the Year. But, uh, yeah, Stroud looked good. And also they have speedsters on the outside with Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Yeah. I, so, and also, I, I, you know, I watched some of that game. Everything – I don't think the Jaguars are reeling. They played a, a close game in Arrowhead against Kansas City. Um, but everything that went wrong for the Jaguars went wrong for the Jaguars. They had a block kick, then a missed field goal, then a bad fumble, then a bad pick. And uh, you had a fullback return, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Fluky game. Sean? No, shit happens. I mean, listen, we were talking about teams, you know, we're trying to decide what they are three weeks in. I still think Jacksonville should win this division when you look up and down, but you guys are both right. Stroud looks really good, and that team doesn't suck. No, they do not suck. And they have weapons. They have talent on that team. Um (laughs) All right, on to the next game. Browns beat the Titans 27-3. to uh, Is Ryan Tannehill worse than Zach Wilson? No, I would take Ryan Tannehill tomorrow. I think he won the week before, and he looked very good. Um, Zach Wilson's never looked good in his life, except to one MILF at that one time. He looked really good to her. <laughs> Had a hell of a pro day. Well, the <laughs> only other uh, semi-hot take that I might have. Oh, here we go. Is, is Derrick Henry done? No. Mm. Is he tired? I don't know if that's he's a done being what he was, but he's still very good. Yeah, he yeah. had a historic run. I mean, but yeah, he's still good. But also, like your offensive line is not the best to run behind, and when you have Tannehill throwing wet noodles out there, it's really tough to open up holes. And you know they have talent on the outside. Obviously, you still have you, know, you have DeAndre Hopkins and Burks, and you have Traylon Burks. But then you also have that kid Okonkwo, or whatever his name is, a tight end. They're good players, but Tannehill just. I don't know if it's the offensive line so bad and he doesn't have time to pass or he's in his own head, but, you know, yeah, he won last week, but this week he... he I think Tannehill's like cooked. one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Tannehill's cooked. 
But Tan- it's just one of those things where he's a wily vet. He'll win games that he should, and then he'll lose games that he shouldn't, especially this one where the last thing I will say is I saw signs of life out of Deshaun Watson more than I've seen. I Physically, I still think I'd say he's probably 90% there. It's all the mental shit. And then also, I just don't think they were running that offense very well for him. He needs to be in complete control of the offense. But that mm-hmm. uh, and last point I'll make is that Browns defense. I listen very listen, good with with Diggs going down. It's them and San Francisco. They might be the two best defenses in the league. No, I agree with that. Eagles have taken a step back. Yeah, and Cowboys without Diggs, I agree with that. And the, you know, the only thing that hurts the Browns is you know it's Chubb. To be honest, I mean Ford had a good game against the Steelers and you know backup time and all that stuff, but. You know, when they need a big fourth and one, they get the ball to Chubb. Are you really going to give the ball to Kareem Hunt or Ford? I, you know, yeah. It's just uh, no, it's a tough loss. The Kareem. Browns have one of the best defenses in the league, and I think they legitimately could hold their opponents to 13 points or less every game. And in yeah. addition to that, too, is Watson just has to be much better than what he has been, which is bad. And we <laughs> did see signs of life this past week. And the thing with Tannehill is in the three games he's played New Orleans – where who has a top probably seven defense in the league. They embarrassed him. Then he played the Chargers, put up points on them because they suck, and then played the Browns, an elite defense, maybe the best in the league, and shut them down. So he could still do okay against the subpar defenses, but teams like New Orleans and and Cleveland are going to embarrass him. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, All right, moving on to the next game. The Bills beat the Commanders 37-3. Do we really have to even talk about this game? It was honestly close. It was like 16-3 to three heading into the fourth, and then Sam Howell threw like his fourth pick of the day, and that was it. Yeah. The only thing I will say is Josh Allen can't keep waiting till the fourth quarter and waiting on someone like Sam Howell to throw a pick in order to win games. With you, but their last two wins have been very convincing. Yeah, no, no yeah, doubt about I mean, it. You know, there were some bad picks out of Sam Howell, and you know he's only played – that's what, his fourth career game? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they have a very good defense, and they have weapons on offense – Washington, um, but uh, yeah, Josh Allen and you know Josh Allen did his Josh Allen thing where he pushes all the buttons and makes plays, and that throw that he had today is one of the best throws I've seen in a while. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Howell, by the way, Will is another guy I would take over Zach Wilson. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, all right, where are we here? Moving on to the next game. Colts beat the Ravens twenty to seventeen. Magic. Yeah, <laughs> Minshew. I mean, he's at the top of my board for a guy. I mean, Will, what did you have him ranked in your backup quarterback rankings? He's got to be number one. I think I had uh, Taylor Heineke one. I think Minshew's better. Give me Minshew all day. The re- the Jets should be offering like a third-round pick for him right now. Um, I mean, it was – the Colts' defense looked pretty good, though, boys. What do you think? They definitely look good, to be honest with you. And, you know, I mean – the Ravens have now more weapons on offense with Zay Flowers, who's a very good rookie. And, uh, you know, obviously they still have Lamar. But uh, just the Ravens, if you play running back for the Ravens, you're going to tear your Achilles or break your, or tear your ACL or break your leg. It's just what it is. They're so, they're so oft injured, it's crazy. And what I didn't like from this game, I mean, obviously Flowers in, in overtime was clearly held, and that should have been a first down. Uh, for Baltimore, but this Todd Munkin offense that was supposed to really change the look 
hasn't really changed the look. I saw a lot of Baltimore offense that I've seen the last few years. Uh, I saw Justin Tucker miss a kick short. When has that ever happened? Yeah. that Well, that's an anomaly, kind of like the Cowboys this past weekend losing to the Cardinals. You kind of just throw that out the window. But there's something you, the thing you can't throw out the window is, like you said, Sean, Lamar, I, I just think Lamar is is what he is, no matter who you bring in there. Well, Odell didn't even make it two weeks, and Bateman is not a number one by any stretch. That's why they brought Odell in and drafted Zay Flowers. And they don't have much of a running game because they continue. Dobbins continues to be hurt every year. So, you know, he's got Mark Andrews. That's like his one safety blanket. I'm not saying that Lamar is absolved of all criticism, but he just doesn't have as many guys out there as you'd like to see him have. No doubt. And I agree with you. I think Lamar's great. Another guy I'd take over Zach Wilson, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, also the other thing is that I think that Ravens defense is uh, taking a step back as well. For sure. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, you're giving up 20 to the Colts. The other thing for the Colts is, you know, they're doing this without Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if you want to play for that team, but Zach Moss's backup looks pretty good. Yeah, no. With running backs, they'll be just fine. And I don't know. I don't think Taylor's going to play for them. Yeah, I mean, he wants to be traded. He doesn't want to play there because they don't want to pay him. And they don't want to trade him either. Yeah, but the thing is also, Michael Pittman's really good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's finally got somebody to get him the ball. Um, Anything else on this game? I got nothing. Nope. Seahawks beat the Panthers 37-27. Young didn't play in this game. Like Will said, it was Andy Dalton. Honestly, I think... If you just for inflation, Sean, I, I think that added seven points. I think it would have been thirty-seven to twenty had Young played. Um, I think it, I think it inflated him by twenty points. <laughs> yeah, wow. Dalton threw for over three hundred fifty yeah. touchdowns. Very true. He had a great game. Uh, uh, coming back from the dead too. I do you think is Dalton playing again this week? Oh, uh, that's what they say. That it was a two-week thing for Bryce Young. Yeah, who do they? Who does Carolina play this week? Minnesota. Carolina plays. Yes, the Minnesota Vikings yep. at home. Minnesota's favored by four on the road. Mm-hmm. What do you have there? Is that one of your picks? It might be. Okay, I'll then I won't step on it. Um, I I still don't trust. I don't give a fuck about this game with the Seahawks. I I don't. I I I think Walker looked great. I think Geno looked pretty good. I still think their defense sucks, and that was supposed and to be a strength. DK Metcalf is still good. Yeah, you're right on all of that. Their defense does suck, but their offense is really good and capable of, of doing this on a weekly basis. So, yeah, um, the, the, the only thing from the Seahawks' perspective, and uh, just because I liked them in college, and it's tough with Lockett and DK, but I would like to see uh, Jackson Smith get more touches out there because he's electric when he has the ball in his hands. He is. They're integrating him in. Yeah, he's a rookie. I think. I think he'll. He's good days are ahead for in Jigba. And Carroll wants to run the ball too. So as long as they're doing that effectively, which they did the other day, um, that's going to set up Geno, and and that's yeah. how they're going to win a lot of games. Yep, absolutely. Geno Smith, another guy I'd love back on the Jets. Um, you know what? I'm done saying it. Every quarterback in the league, I'd take over. Yeah, we we can literally just do this. Like, <laughs> hey, would you rather have Patrick Mahomes than than yeah. Zach Wilson? S- Great job, Sean. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs beat the Bears. 41. I did that on purpose. I'm a professional. That's a great job. 41 to 10. 
We saw this the one Taylor coming. Swift game. I was going to say the only thing interesting about this game was Taylor Swift. Are they honestly, guys? I don't even want to break down this game. I just have to ask: Are they actually dating? Is this a publicity yes. play, Sean? Hey, oh, they're they're dating. She's going she's to MetLife on Sunday. Yeah, yeah she's going to be at the game on Sunday. Sean, you're a big Swifty, right? Oh no, wouldn't definitely not say Swifty because that means you're invested in their lives, and I certainly am not that. But you're but a big Taylor Swift. Music I do fan. like me some Taylor Swift. Um, I mean, you've broken well, down her albums on this I, podcast. I, I, I've gotten oh, I've gotten over under for you guys. Over under twelve times that Taylor is shown by the NBC cameras, or twelve completions from Zach Wilson. Oh damn, that's a good um, one. Did you see that somewhere? Did you just make no, that? No, I came up with it. Wow, I got to call Fanduel. I know. I'm, a, I'm already on over 12 for Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor Swift's hitting. The, all right, how about this? Over under completions or sites of Taylor Swift? We'll just make adjustments. Um, Taylor Swift more. Yeah. I Actually, hate to say it, but I her might, being. I might, it might be Zach Wilson more because that game could be 30 to 3 at halftime. Yeah. Thinking Zach objectively, yes, dump, but dump it is MetLife, and this is such a big story, and Taylor Swift is. I mean, they've said it on a million podcasts. She's having the biggest year since Michael Jackson when Thriller came out. She's the biggest star in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. not even close. I'm taking. I'm slamming Taylor Swift on that. I have another question for you guys. Actually, that's Travis Kelsey. But oh, hey, facts. Hey, good one. Um, hey, yo. We don't know that though. We can't confirm or deny if they've had um sexual relations. So we cannot. I'm confirming it right now. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you're watching Will, something. Will, Will is plugged in. He's got page six. He's got yeah. TMZ. Well, clearly he's got he's got somebody's house bug because he got the sex tape before everybody else. Yeah, nice. me, and J- me and Jason Kelsey are boys. So <laughs> he gives me the lowdown. You're going to be on New Heights as their guest next week, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he's that's why he hasn't given us a good hot take yet. He's saving it for them, fucker. <laughs> why? Because they're that's fucking. Pitch, they're in the NFL. Whatever. We're we we brought you here. Um, I have a question. Does over under Christmas for this relationship? Does it make it till December twenty fifth? Oh, that's a good one too. Thank you. Yeah, I think it does. Okay, yeah, I, think, I think so. I think it does too. I think it lasts until about mm, mid February when the Super Bowl's over and football's done. Yep, because then she can't be shown on the TV anymore unless it's her, you know, concerts or whatever. It is funny how people are saying she's doing this for attention. It's like she just had the biggest. Yeah, like, she doesn't need the attention. Yeah, she's just had, like, the biggest tour ever, like you said, Tom, since, like, Michael Jackson. So, I think she's doing all right. Um, yeah, oh, I would say February is probably. Here's my question for you guys. Yeah. Another Taylor Swift-related question. Obviously, she turned down the halftime show, but if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, does she make an appearance? Oh. With mm. That's a good one, too, that man. That is a good one. That's Well, we'd have to see if her and Usher are friends. Imagine Kanye was doing the show. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the thing. She right? should pull it on him and go and go. Hold up, hold up. I got to say something. Yeah, that would be amazing. Listen, if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, which they very well could, I think we're just they might maybe they'll do that thing. Does ESPN have the Super Bowl this year? No, no. I was going to uh, say maybe they'll CBS do that th- this year. Where they do the national championship game and they play it on every single thing owned by Disney. Maybe they'll just have one channel and it'll just be Taylor Swift. They'll have a camera follow her around and you could just not even watch the Super Bowl. They'll just put the score up in the corner and you just watch every move she makes. It'll be the Taylor cast. Yeah, and the Taylor cast. most watched uh, Super Bowl uh, uh, channel. <laughs> exactly. It'll do big numbers 
and they'll be like, oh my God, Taylor just blew her nose. <laughs> that's another vodka crayon good oh for my her. god yeah vodka crayon a girl after my heart i love vodka crayons she was drinking them in the suite the other day i know she was um all right moving on to the next game good the- analysis boys <laughs> yeah right well, what the fuck do you want to talk about it's the bears and the no, chiefs nothing we, we like i said we I talked was not about being, the most important stuff of the game exactly. i was not being sarcastic <laughs> i meant it all right next game eagles beat the Bengals. Uh, you, uh, no. Nope, Sean Typo skip. here. That's okay. The Eagles one. beat whoever they yeah, play. Whoa, whoa, don't blame me. You, you missed the Sunday nighter. Oh, I did, but you also have a typo in your notes, so why don't you take a look at those? <laughs> All right, where were we? Uh, Steelers Raiders. Steelers Raiders. Sorry, we're a little sloppy today, boys. Maybe I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> Steelers beat the Raiders 23-18. to um, Just that a sloppy defense game. defense is very good. It is. Very. Or do the Raiders suck? Well, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is not the guy. No. At all. What happened to Hunter Renfro? I don't know if he's hurt or not. Did he play? I didn't even see. Yeah, he's played that. every game. I haven't watched. I did not watch that game. But um, it just the only thing beneficial for the Raiders is Devontae Adams is still amazing. And look what the Patriots couldn't do with Jacoby Myers, but the Raiders can. Okay, good points. Sean? So, Devontae Adams is talking about how bad the culture is. It's like, hey, man, you took more money to not play with Aaron Rodgers so that you could go to Vegas and play for Josh McDaniels, who we've seen not be a great head coach. Now nah, he went to go play with his teammate. He went to go play with his former Fresno exactly. State no, college teammate. No, that's what I was going to say is he went to play with Carr. So now it's a very convenient well, also, I think way for him Rogers to say how bad. Huh? I think he also knew Aaron Rodgers was leaving. Possibly, but it's like, hey, it's a business. You know that a lot of things can happen on a yearly basis. So McDaniels is still the coach, and I think that's for the reason the culture sucks. He's not a great head coach. Agree completely. Uh, I think he's the the first coach to get fired. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, You guys ready to move on to the next game? Eagles beat the Bucks. 25-11. 25-11. Sean, did you look at your notes? I did. <laughs> and what happened? The same thing that happened to you when you skipped the Sunday night game. <laughs> oh, fuck you. All right, yes, the <laughs> Eagles beat the Eagles beat the Bucks big time, 25-11. to um, Will you already say, you think, they took, you think their defense took a step back this year? I really do. Also, uh, you know, my, my thing about the Eagles, you, you lose one of the best – I don't know if the lines have in the corner or safety, but CJ Gardner Johnson, you lose them. Fletcher Cox is getting old. Obviously, you have Jalen Carter, who's going to be an absolute beast. The fact that they, he fell to nine to the Eagles hurts my heart. Um, right there with you, buddy. But I just, you know, you, you gave up. What did you give up? You, I mean, this game wasn't even close, but you gave up. Uh, I have to look it up now. Points-wise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you gave up 11, but you gave up 28 to the Vikings. They have a good offense. But you also gave up 20 points to the Patriots week one, and they don't have a good offense. Um, so it's just – that's not the Eagles we saw last year who were just dominating people. But the one thing about the Eagles, you get you get in any short yardage situation, you, you're not stopping them whatsoever. And uh, the, the other thing that I see about the Eagles a lot is the reemergence of DeAndre Swift. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, no, he is. But you know what? I'll give a little fantasy advice on this podcast. Maybe you need it too. Well, 
DeAndre Swift did look great, but I wouldn't worry about it because the Eagles have proven, especially since this head coach has taken over, that they run at least two, if not three running backs. Gainwell will be involved as well as Rashad Penny. I mean, their schedule does also does not get tough for like another five weeks, which sucks for me and Sean, obviously. But, I mean, they play the Commanders, they play the Rams, they play the Jets, but then they play the Dolphins. So you're looking at three straight wins there. And then you play the Dolphins. At That's going to be a great game. God, I hope Tua can stay healthy. But then it gets hard after that because then you play the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Seahawks. So yeah, I mean, no. you know, Sean knows that too because we had same schedule. Yep. All right, final game, boys. You ready? Mm-hmm. Sean, you there? Yeah, I'm You're right live? there with you. What you go. I didn't know if you were listening to Taylor Swift. All right. <laughs> this time the Bengals actually played, and they beat the Rams 19-16. to It wasn't a pretty game, but I really do like what I saw from Cincinnati because they did whatever they could to get Jamar Chase open. They got Mixon going. Their defense looked amazing, and Burrow stayed. He didn't get more hurt. How about that? Yeah. I mean, the Bengals look good. Um, you know, Mixon has 65 yards and a touchdown. And then Jamar Chase looked like Jamar Chase again. And uh, the only thing is, you know, they're not looking at T. Higgins a lot, who was a big factor for them last year. Had um, some drops in this game. Yeah, he did. You know, which he did have some drops. It's, it's but uncharacteristic. Also, but Higgins and the, for and me. And the Bengals' defense is pretty decent. They're not bad. They're not great. They have a great pass rush. The, yeah, the, the offensive line of the Bengals is still not good. No. Yeah. And that's. We've been. I mean, even when they drafted Chase, we were screaming for them to get some more line in there. But. I mean, Higgins, for me, I don't worry about it because he's a number two wide receiver. There's going to be games where he puts up huge numbers, and then there's going to be games where he does this. But he's he's a great player. He'll be fine. But also, yeah. I want to see how good the Rams are with um, Cooper Cup and Nakua on opposite sides because that kid Nakua is unbelievable. So is Tutu. Yeah, Tutu Atwell. Yep. Also, their, their running game is something left to be desired there. Um, you know, so... And the then, Bengals uh, started 0 and 3 last year, or 0 and 2 last year, and they were a juggernaut by the time December rolled around. And yeah, also, I don't know. My how biggest Matthew concern, but, yeah, my biggest concern is Burrow still didn't look 100 percent healthy. He he found a way to get rid of the ball quicker, but he was inaccurate on some passes. He's usually deadly accurate on, and I just worry about that calf. Not necessarily it becoming an Achilles. It's just that's a really tough injury to play through, yeah, he, and that offensive line is not helping him. Yeah, that was like, uh, was it two years ago when Dak had that calf injury and missed five games? Yeah. So. I agree, but I, I, as long as he cannot hurt it more, I think they'll be able to weather the storm and they'll be fine. And I'm praying for that because I picked them to win the Super Bowl this year. Yep. All right, boys. It's that time. We just wrapped up the schedule. We're going to make some picks. Will, you can make your honorary picks and we'll track them with you. I think Sean Will should make the same picks as us. So he has to yep, pick I'm Jets Giants. I have the same picks as you guys. Yep. I take the sure. home team. Yep. Cool. So, so we, awesome. you guys do the two home teams and two separate ones, right? Yeah, two randos. Okay. Um, you can pick the Cowboys. You don't have to. Let me just recap. No. We'll let you lead off. Let me recap last week. Uh, Sean had two wins with the Niners and the Dolphins and two losses with the Jets and the Ravens. I got to imagine that Ravens one hurt, Sean. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, I bet it did. Um, your, your team hurt too. Well, yeah, that's I've, <laughs> I've enough with my team. I've said enough. That's a game that they should have won 10 times over. Um, 
I got it right with the Patriots, the Niners. I got it wrong with the Jags. And then my sperm bank pick of the week, I am 2-1. and one. I hit with the Dolphins. That one, I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, honestly, I, every year is different, but I feel like that was the lock of the century. I yeah. should have taken that game in Survivor. Will, I took your Cowboys and they fucked me. Jesus Christ, you suck. Jag- I took the Jags last week, so yeah, I feel like I'm paying on that one. Sean, you are so bad at Survivor. <laughs> it's crazy. Every year I you haven't come gotten up- past week four in like five years. <laughs> well, keep trying. You can. The only way you can do it is if you keep playing. I, and I do. I pay $100 to get fucking just smacked across the face with these that's games. The, that's the best shit talk. Week, the, you know? Still for sure, the, the worst one was 2020 when Phil Rivers and the Colts lost to the Jaguars and it was the only win Jacksonville had all year. Yep. That's I'll a tough scene. That's a tough scene. Oh, one o'clock like games of week one, I was out. That was like me last year. I took the Colts and they tied the Texans in week one and I lost. Don't take the Colts. We'll, we'll, we just can't ever do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'll start it off. Uh, for the locals, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 37 and a half against the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> that listen, well, if you are you are you handicapping now? It no, sounds, no. It right sounds pretty accurate. Nine, I think right now it says nine and a half. At least that's what ESPN says. I don't know what you guys have. Yeah, we got nine and a half. Okay, I'm taking the Chiefs minus nine and a half. I think they win by 17. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I don't think we even have to talk about that game, Sean. I got the Chiefs as well. Yep. And then the other local. I have it as even right now. Yeah, move to even. All right. Uh, I'm taking the New York football Giants at home. I got the Giants at one and a half. Will, would you still feel good about taking them at that? Yes. Okay. All right. I can't do it. I'm taking the Seahawks. Uh, Their offense is good. The Giants, they've struggled mightily in all three games, even though they had that great comeback against Arizona. Um, They lost to Seattle out there last year. And the Giants don't win primetime games, and neither does Daniel Jones. And for whatever reason, I could see this being like 31 to 16. So I'm going to take Seattle. I'm right there with you. I I had the Giants written down, but I just changed it to the Hawks just for everything we've said. And I I don't know, man. I I think the Giants just really regressed this year, unfortunately. I mean, that's one of the things for me is like if I pick the Giants and they lose, am I really mad? No, I'm not. No, I feel, yeah, of course. All right, so we've got uh, Will's got Giants. Sean and I have the Seahawks, right? Will you have the Giants or you have the Seahawks? I have the Giants. Will's got the Giants minus one and a half. Sean and I have the Seahawks plus one and a half. Will, give me your first uh, out of market pick. My first out of market pick. We kind of alluded to it earlier. I am taking the zero and three Minnesota Vikings to cover four. At the Carolina Panthers. I like I've, that pick. I've got him at three and a half, so I'm going to give it to you at three and a half. I do like that pick too. I just hate the Vikings so much uh, that I didn't take him, and I know for a fact Sean didn't take him because he has sworn off picking Kirk Cousins for the rest of his life. Yep, I know. I, me- I remember when he uh, took Kirk Cousins to win MVP, and that didn't work out. I'd do it again. I <laughs> know oh, you wouldn't. Shut the I would. Well, you'd be wrong again. Um, I know, but I'd do it again. I'm a man of conviction. Um, all right, for my first out-of-market game, I'm going over to London. Will already said it, and Sean already said it. We don't know if this team is Fugazi yet. Uh, they should win the division. I got the Jags minus three. This is a home game for them anyways. 
I just got a good feeling about this game, and I like it. I looked up stats. They're four and five in London. I was hoping that they were like fucking ten and two, and I had a cool stat to back it up, and that they they cover every spread. Not the case. I just think the Jags are a better team, and if they run Ritter out there again, they're gonna lose. Being the Falcons. Yeah, I mean that's a great pick. That that was uh, that was on the board for me. You can still uh, take it. it. No, no, I'm switching it up. Oh. I'm not taking the same pick, so we have something to. No, just uh, for the record, you can double up on picks. I don't want this. You know, we no, can. No, I have another one in mind, so okay, that, that worked out well. All right, Sean, All right. go ahead. I'm going to Houston. Uh, Steelers are a three point uh, road favorite. I'm going to take the Steelers. I know Houston's looked really good, but they haven't faced T.J. Watt. Um, and that Steelers defense, and I like Pittsburgh to at least cover. I don't mind that pick. I just, I just don't think the Steelers are good enough to take on the road. That's the only reason why I stayed away from them. Well, they just, yeah, I mean, I don't think Houston's dramatically worse than Vegas, and Pittsburgh went in, on the road in Vegas and won. So no, I know. I just don't see them winning back to back. But hey, it's it's Houston. Will give me your fourth and your final pick. It can be your blood bank, sperm bank. Dick Bank, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call it my Brendan Hopkins Bank of the Week. All right, shout uh, out to another cousin. We got a lot of cousins, Sean. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, I've heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm going with the bounce back boys. Cowboys minus six and a half at home against the Patriots. This feels fitting. Good job. All right, the spread has is, we have is seven. You're still taking the Cowboys. Still taking seven. Give me seven. I'll take seven. Sperm Bank Pick of the Week brought to you by the Dolphins who were firing bullets all over the field last week. <laughs> I'm taking the Cowboys minus seven as well. I alluded to it. I think I actually already just buried, gave it away. I got the Cowboys minus seven. I think this Patriots team fucking sucks, which makes me even more depressed about the Jets. And the Cowboys are angry right now. And, and they need a big comeback win at home. Also, that game is very important because we play San Francisco next week. A hundred percent. All right, Sean. I'm going to Cleveland. Uh, Browns are only two and a half point favorites over the Ravens. I'm taking the Browns. Their defense is so fucking good right now. And I know that they lost that game in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh had negative seven yards in the fourth quarter and still found a way to win. Deshaun Watson looked the best he's looked in a Browns uniform last week. And the Ravens offense still looks disjointed. And guys, you mentioned it too when we talked about their game. Their defense still isn't awesome. Uh, it leaves something to be desired. And can Cleveland win at home by a field goal? I say 100% yes. I agree with that. It sounds like Sean's looking at some massages this weekend. <laughs> Deshaun, listen, Deshaun is out, of, is out of Houston, and any businesses that he went to, I'm sure, are all gone. So They don't have massage parlors in Cleveland? Probably not. <laughs> it's Cleveland. Would you go to one? Well... But you say that to him, and that's that's good. That's a green light for him. No, he can he can take his PJ somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that about wraps it up. Anything else? Will you got any hot takes? I mean, the the Derrick Henry take was I wouldn't even call it lukewarm. You got anything for us this Will, week? Well, how are you feeling about your Jayhawks this weekend? Oh yeah, true. Uh, good job. Absolutely son. terrible. Um, what? Come on. Seventeen and a half point underdogs at our. Half defense is really bad. Our run defense is very good. Uh, and Quinn Ewers might shred us through the air. Um, I'm still going to be a degenerate and take the Jayhawks plus 17 and a half. But, you know. That's I mean, a heart pick. That's not a head pick. That's a heart That's a pick. good fan right there. Um, but, you know, we went, hey, we're ranked now. So you never know. I mean, so 
Hey, that's why they play the game, right? That's why you play the game. And also, you know, as Tom, I was talking to Tom over Saturday. I sent him a picture of my sweatshirt. I have my Jayhawk sweatshirt on. <laughs> for my team. He's really got all in, and I love it. That is my, great. Yeah, I'm yeah. proud of you. Um, and, uh, yeah, South Carolina loses the teams. And I have another cousin, Chris, text me and saying we're ass. And I'm like, there's no we anymore. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I love Look that. At you. I love, I love that. There's no we anymore. Um, I'm but, a fucking uh, Jayhawk. Yeah, yeah. With our, you know, I, I still think he's one of the best. He's not the best. Well, I, you know, I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the nation. Jalen Daniels is unbelievable. He's really, have, really good. We, yeah. we have one of the best running backs in, in college football, too. So they'll both be playing on Sunday. Jalen Daniels, maybe not because, you know, he's a little undersized for a running quarterback. But um, uh, we will see. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's Sean's Texas Longhorns. He's got to support him. But, you know. <laughs> Will, we say this on every pod because Sean's always like, Will keeps texting me about Texas. Does he know that I root for Alabama? I'm like, yeah, Will knows, but he's just he's going to keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. No, just because you're, you're in Texas, so I have to say it. So. He's right. in Austin. Uh, he's in yeah. he's in the home of I the I went Longhorns. to the Wyoming game oh. two weeks ago. But I will say this. Texas is playing Oklahoma the following week, and that's always a huge game because, of course, they play at the Cotton Bowl, which Tom hates. Yeah, so I mean, I saw that stupid. too. That's why I took, that's another reason I took the Jayhawks. I'm not saying Texas is going to lose that. And game. I will I say, like having been like at the Wyoming game, it was the week after the Bama win. They they didn't do shit until the fourth quarter. It was 10-10 heading into the fourth, and they they ran away with the game, but they were out of sorts. Now they killed Baylor last week. Good job, I guess. Oh, Baylor, Baylor sucks, sucks, as you know. But like, Baylor would lose to LIU. All time LIU, but um. With a quarterback that throws the ball crazily weird. I don't know if you guys ever saw, saw the highlights of the LIU quarterback. Oh, he throws a sidearm. Yeah, right. yeah. But it's kind of like a submarine throw. It's not even like a traditional sidearm. I got to look but this anyway, up now. Yeah, anyway, it's crazy. Um, I, I could see Kansas keeping this game close, for sure. Yeah, I think they can keep it close to the fourth quarter, and then we you know, we run out. I'd like of, them better if it was in Lawrence. Uh, I would I would take Jayhawks' money line if it was in Lawrence. Yeah. And then um, you would fly there, and you would storm the field, right? I mean, yeah, me and Rob Riggle would be right on the field together. <laughs> <laughs> Will, in all honesty, though, we have a real uh, matchup in November with UConn basketball at and Yeah, at the Jayhawks, yeah. And yeah. Jayhawks look pretty good getting Hunter Dickinson in the transfer portal. So, and Jayhawks are looking pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm tired of waiting, you know, 12 years for a championship, so. Um, they just won. No, I know, but the last time we won was 2008. Oh, get the get fuck off. My team's never won a national championship. The Knicks haven't won since the 70s. The St. Jets John's haven't won since the 60s. Yeah. And the Yankees. What? St. John's will be ranked this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be ranked, but I mean, come on. Uh, 12 you know, years? It's a, it's a matter of time. I know you guys talk college basketball later in the season, obviously. But it's a matter of time before Patino gets all those Bronx kids to stay in New York and play for St. John's. Of course. I'm hoping he just doesn't die before that because he's pretty old. <laughs> Seriously. I know, but it's so much easier to make programs great early now and really fast. Just look at Dion in Colorado. Like, of course, of course. for Portal and NIL. Like, you can, also, you it, can it turn sounds like the number one recruit next year is going to Colorado now, too. Of course. That guy, listen, if, if Dion recruited me to fucking be the janitor, I might be it. <laughs> Yeah, you got a crazy. Sorry, Michaela, I took a new position. We're moving to Colorado. 
You get yeah. a pair of sunglasses and you get to wear a cowboy hat sweeping floor. Those sunglasses, I found them, by the way, they're called blenders. No free ads here, but sorry. They're not that expensive. And they, and, and Dion has his own line of glasses, if, if anybody's interested. No, I'll stick with Oakley. They sponsor me, so. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, you got any hot takes or are we calling it a night? No, I, I, I don't want to think of a hot take. It'll just come off. Uh, no, let it come natural, off. baby. You write let it down. It write it down in your notes next time, okay? Oh, it'll be in the notepad. Um, so <laughs> you don't have to actually yet. write it down with pen and paper. You can just put it in your iPhone notes. But whatever, whatever works for you. I'm old school. I write it down. I like that. <laughs> Sean, anything else? I got nothing else. Will, thanks for joining us, man. Always anytime, fun. guys. Always a pleasure being on with you. Thank you for coming on. Everybody, enjoy the football week. We'll be talking to you soon. Will, I'm sure you'll be on soon. Thank you again for coming on. Anytime.